Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Dabari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So, all the, this this entire dynasty offseason has just been geared towards this coming weekend. It is finally upon us. Felt like it took a while, actually, in, in my opinion, but it's uh, NFL Draft Week, so today we are going to talk about some uh, of the odds for certain players in this year's draft. Um, make some predictions for for walking myself where we think people are going to go or not go and any other wacky things draft related. And I'm sure we'll talk some dynasty values at some point too. Uh, but walk, it's finally here. How you doing? And what's your level of excitement? It, it, you're right. I mean, it did seem like a exceedingly long buildup this year. I mean, I, I, but. I'm not going to act like I remembered a year ago from now. It just seems like we've been talking about these guys forever um, at this point. But it's it's finally upon us. You know, we're, we'll finally be done with the, um, what is it, the predictions, you know, because these guys will have actual landing spots. Their value will yeah. be solidified. We will finalize our rookie rankings. Then we'll initiate rookie draft season, which – is so fun. I mean, you and I are enough leagues where it's just it's just constantly rolling. You're, you're like multiple drafts going at the same time, but it's weeks, you know, over the course of the next several weeks, and it just kind of pushes you into the summertime. Like it's it's, it's a beautiful time of year in dynasty fantasy football. Um, I'm super excited. Um, I'm one of the guys that loves watching the NFL draft, as literal boring as it is. I'm just like I'm intrigued by the picks and you know my kind of first reaction as to what this means for the team and for the player um, to the point where uh, I go out with buddies to watch round one. I've been down at the Eagle stadium to watch the Eagles pick one year. I went to the draft when it was in Philadelphia to see, to see the first round. And I went in day three as well. Um, I actually got a neighbor that goes to the draft every single year. I think that's a bit much, but to, <laughs> to each their own. Um, so he's heading out toward to Kansas city in, in short order, but I'll be at a bar on Thursday night Um you know, glued to the television with some some beverages and probably wings to to enjoy round one. Are you doing anything special? Do you do anything I'll be, special? I'll be I'll be watching it at work. I'll be checking ah, my phone. There you the, go. The, the the funny thing about the draft to me is like the what do you want to call it? The dichotomy of like what's important and what's more fun to watch. Like day one is obviously more important in general, right? You get the first round picks all the best players, you see what good players fall out of it. But day one to me is even painful to sit through, right? Like even the first pick, Carolina knows what whatever it is, they know what they're doing. <laughs> and, and they're going to take fucking 21 minutes to get the card up to the podium. And it just, to me, day one just drags. And even like, as we've seen running backs get devalued in the NFL, for, from the fantasy perspective, there's very little fantasy impact typically on day one, too. Like all the running backs will fall out of the first, maybe not Bijan this year, but you, you know what I mean. In years past, the best running back is a, a day two pick. And for me, day two is kind of the perfect middle ground where you get lots of fantasy relevant players. There's enough picks that day and it goes quick enough that it's not, you're never like, 
you know, snapping your finger at the screen going, let's let's get this moving. And then like day three is crazy because day three just flies. They don't even show, you know, some of the pics are just on the ticker. They don't even put it in. And then you're like scrolling through your phone. Like who the fuck did they just pick? Who got picked? <laughs> so it, it is. But, and then that's more exciting to me. So I actually like the craziness of day three more than the importance of day one. And like day two is that sweet spot. So I kind of like it backwards of you know importance for for lack of a better term yeah i'm with you i mean the the amount of pontification on day one from these you know nfl analysts is mind-numbing um i like day two i think that's a sweet spot day three is cool because yeah it's just like rapid fire right boom boom boom. and it's all day it starts early exactly um but I think, you know, for, for our purposes, day two is really the sweet spot, right? Correct. Because we'll get into this, you know, that's kind of the running back, you know, that's that's the sweet spot for, for running backs to be taken. Now, there are day three guys that are valuable for wide receivers. You don't really want to go much past day two as far as draft capital. Tight ends, a little iffy as well. The top quarterbacks are all going to be gone. So from from a fantasy football perspective, you know, the, the value is kind of buttoned up by Friday night. Um but Saturday's fun, you know, and then when you play in IDP leagues, changes everything, right? Because oh, guys can go anywhere. They land in the right <laughs> spot. You know, it, yeah. it opens up a, a door to opportunity for, you know, this linebacker or, or, you know, or this, this the end and things of that nature. So, yeah, super excited uh, about it. Thursday can't come here soon enough. Um, but you worked up a fantastic prep sheet for, <laughs> for this preview. That's we were trying to secure a guest for today, but schedules just didn't align with now our seemingly Monday recordings um, during the off season, since we don't have to let Monday night football pass us. So we can, we can jump on things a little bit earlier in the week, which is, is fine by me, uh, fine by me um, at, at this point in time. But I do want to try and rock through as much of this as possible. I think this is going to be fun to look back on. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll rate ourselves and and see how successful we were. Um, Can I give a prediction? Two, uh, just as successful guys, as guys two, that get paid to do yeah, it. Two Fs. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say just as successful as Kuiper or McShay. <laughs> yeah, we get F paid plus. hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this. We do it for the love. Now I want to know what they make. No, you don't. I think I do. I, I think it's less than we think, but that's that's beside yeah, the point. <laughs> less than we think, more than they should. Perfect, perfect. All right, so I guess we'll we'll just start jumping into it. You know, the the big thing this year are these these top five quarterbacks. So, kind of the, the first place I wanted to go was what order? Because there's a lot of craziness going on now. I believe uh, we were talking before we started recording. Will Levis is now the presumptive number two pick, which is pretty fucking crazy in my opinion. So our first, our first prediction of the day, what order do you think these top five quarterbacks go? You want to go first? You want me to go? I will go first, but I got to drop this little nugget and it's very, it's divisive. So fanbuzz.com puts it. Several online estimates suggest that NFL draft expert Mel Kuyper has an annual average salary north of $400,000. But then fact buddy indicates that he makes a modest $81,000 as a ESPN employee. I think that is the correct number. Uh, celebrity net worth indicates that Mel Kuyper has a net worth of $7 million. And net worth is fishy. That includes. <laughs> it like, could uh, be. 
That includes like your house and if he's hey, that's where you spent your money. <laughs> retirement account. Yeah. But hey, what's your net worth, John? I, I, I've looked it up recently. Nah, not, okay. I'm I'm not disappointed. <laughs> nice, me too. All right. So now famousdata.com says Tom McShay makes eighty two thousand dollars a year and has a net worth yeah, of yeah, there you go. Two million dollars. Yeah, they're that's making perfect. like eighty grand a year. So no, nah, you can't live. Nah, listen, that's that, that can't support. Like, no, I don't believe it. Sorry, I mean, I get it. No, I, I like think it. that's their ESPN salary. I think they have other. You know, they get side gigs. They get paid for all their goofy appearances. They, you know, pen an article for some yeah. magazine or okay. something. Right. They, they're they're supplementing that. I'd but be I don't surprised think- if either of those guys' tax returns had less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in income listed annually. Yeah, but I, I I think their I don't I think their ESPN money is a yeah lot. like McShay does like college football. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, McDowell Kuiper doesn't. Kuiper that this is all Kuiper does. It's the draft. You don't hear from him for like ten months at a time, and then he they unbox him, take him out of the moss balls, and for for two months in you know April and well, May he, he's researching months. for ten months. That's well, what he's doing. clearly. It's 10 months of prep work yeah, in his mom's basement. Yeah, you <laughs> get it. But all right, we're going to have to get to the bottom of that. All right. So what order do the top five QBs go? I'll, I'll start. Um, this this is tough and it's really tough at the top because I still believe that CJ Stroud should be the first quarterback taken. And, you know, seeing him at seeing the Panthers at the Ohio State Pro Day, you know, it just seemed like it was a foregone conclusion. But now the betting market is severely in the Bryce Young is going uh, QB1 camp. And there's just pr- too much steam behind that. Um, so I'm going to go with Bryce Young 1. I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson 2. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go with Anthony Richardson 2. My apologies. I'm going to settle in on Vegas. Will Levis 2. Anthony Richardson 3. I think Shroud falls to 4. And then Hendon Hooker 5. Oh, we're going to be quite different here. So this will be fun to, <laughs> to grade on the back, back end. I think... It's all smokescreen. I think it's clearly Stroud number one. And my, my biggest reason, and I haven't heard enough people talk about this, or, or anyone really, they made that trade, if I'm not mistaken, right after Ohio State's pro day. I know for a fact they made the trade before Alabama's. And Young didn't do any – he did <clears throat> interviews and all the behind-the-scenes shit at the Combine, but he did not participate in any on-field stuff. I get there's a ton of film on him. I get they, you know, I get the pro day isn't going to make or break, but I just don't see them pulling the trigger on that for him if they didn't have all the information. I mean, maybe they were like, we'll take Stroud. You know, these teams switch. Like that was the rumor of the year Mayfield went first was that was a last minute pivot. They wanted, uh, what's his name? The bum that went to the Jets instead, but Sam Darnold. Yeah, so I think it goes Stroud. What's wrong? <laughs> True story. <laughs> do, you, do you think as a team, do you, think, do you feel better about your miss, knowing you would have missed anyway? Yeah, I mean, you can talk yourself into it. Okay. All right. All right, so I'm going Stroud. Well, I'm going Young. Bag of shit. Okay. <laughs> Stroud, Young. I, I think Levis goes next, <clears throat> then Richardson, and then Hendon Hooker. Okay. So you think that Bryce Young didn't work out at his pro day and hasn't done any 
team. No, he was. worked out at his pro day, but his pro day fought was after Carolina made the trade for one. I thought so, it was, didn't he like cancel like what he cancel like visits or stuff like that? There was something about Bryce Young that he did that it really caused that odds to shoot skyrocket. Is that like he knew he was going one on one? So like, why go visit the the Colts type thing? It's possible. But I mean, I know. wanted to be Stroud. I think Stroud's the correct answer, in my opinion. Um, not that I don't like Bryce Young, but I just think there's enough to be concerned about with his size. Could you, could you imagine if you're the Colts, how happy you would be if Stroud actually fell to you? Yeah. Oh. I mean, that, yeah. Where, where would that affect your – well, you already have him one. But, I mean, is he more a solidified one in Indy than he would be in Carolina? Um, I like I the like, spot better. I like, I, see, I like both landing spots. Um, Me too. But if I, 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 do like, I do like the Colts because it's indoor. They do all, they already have Pittman. They have uh, Jonathan Taylor. They got decent tight ends. They got a good O-line, um, the division. But Carolina, I also like Frank Reich. You know, and I think they're gonna sure. they're gonna fix wide receiver. They had to to take a hit on wide receiver because they didn't want to give up um, Brian uh, Burns Burns. So they had to part with DJ Moore, you know, which makes it a little lean um, as far as their skill position players are concerned. But I I do like the coaching staff there, so I, I think they're both plus landing spots for rookie quarterbacks. But might give a slight edge to the Colts. Yeah, that's where I'm at, and, and I don't, I don't hate Carolina either. And I, you know, we've talked about this a bit, but I like that they got both Chark and Thielen. I mean, to get two of the top three free agents is pretty good, especially when you dump your top guy. And Jesus, if Terrence Marshall could just please take a step forward, <laughs> just not a, just not a step back. I think that's we'll, we'll accept that at this point in time. I mean, the fact that they got GJ Chark for less than he signed to play with the Lions last year is a good thing. So it's another prove it year for DJ Chark. And then feeling they overpaid, but I they needed a veteran to pair with one of these young quarterbacks, someone that they could rely on. And that's why they went and got him. And that's why they that's why they went and got Hayden Hurst too, because. They, they couldn't leave their tight end room the way it was with a rookie quarterback. So having those two guys work the middle of the field is going to make life easier for whatever quarterback they do draft. So it made sense why they signed pretty much all the guys they did. Shark's going to be running go routes all day. I like, yeah, I like what they did. They had a, yeah, I mean, they'll have Shark and Marshall on the outside with Thielen and, and uh, Hurst in the middle and then Miles Sanders in the backfield. It's, it's, it's not a terrible offense. No, it's better than it was last year. By trading away, yeah, they're gonna have an upgraded quarterback. They have an upgraded running back. There's, you know, a slight down. No, there's, there's a. I'm not gonna disrespect DJ Moore. There's a downgraded wide receiver and there's an upgraded tight end. So you know, some of the parts. So um, we had, we had mentioned what order we think they go in. So who's the number one pick? You obviously believe it's Young. I believe it is Stroud. What do you think happens at two, three, and four? Let's let's go with two Houston. Do you think they go quarterback or do you think they go defensive player? I was saying before we recorded, I I'm going to go with Will Anderson. I think they're not a quarterback away from being good. I think they know they're going to suck and be early enough next year that they'll be in the running for one of the top guys in next year's class. So I think with a defensive minded head coach, they go to defense at two. Uh, I'll, I'll just run through my three and four then quick here. Three, I think 
assuming Young isn't taken at two now, playing that prediction game. Somebody makes a move up to three, and they grab Bryce Young, and then I think Levis is the pick at four to the Colts. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll take two schools of thought here. One, if you are correct and Stroud goes one, I think Bryce Young 100% goes two to the Texans. But since I don't believe that, I'm going to stick with Young goes one to the Panthers. I've been saying all along that the Texans shouldn't be taking a quarterback. I've said that on multiple pod recordings that, that we made. This isn't the year to do it. They just need to suck it up for one more season. Um, the in my opinion, they should draft Jalen Carter, um, especially with the D'Amico Ryan's defense and, you know, there's, you know, the big bodied interior pressure and things of that nature, but they're not going to. I agree. It would be Rule Anderson at two. Uh, the Cardinals will get out um, of their position. They'll take anything. I, I, I don't think they'll get the compensation they were hoping for personally, but they, they need to acquire assets and, they're kicking a can on this season. So yeah, they trade out and in this theory, then I would think uh, whoever goes up to three will be taking Stroud uh, at three and then four would be Will Levis. So I would have three quarterbacks going in the top four. (laughs) You went, you went, you already screwed up your order from your first prediction. Did I? Yeah. You had Levis going second. And then Richardson third and Stroud fourth. Yeah, because in that one, I had the Colts trading up with the Texans. So gotcha, I guess gotcha. I should, okay. I, I, should, I should stay consistent with the, the hypothetical trades in my head that made me go <laughs> yeah. with that order. Yeah, I had Hard to keep the imaginary trades yeah, lined up with the Colts going up to two, you know, and then leaning into the odds of, of where Levis is being taken and he's predicted to go two. So, yeah, if but it's almost if, if the Texans don't trade out of that pick, then – it would change, I think, the the breakdown of who goes where. So then the the other question, uh, how many first-round quarterbacks? So obviously we have the, the first four going, and that's the, the odds on the website. So the number is four and a half. So do, the, the real question is, does Hendon Hooker squeak into the first round? I think someone trades up to that tail end to get that, especially because he's probably going to miss most of this season as a redshirt year. They want that fifth-year option to – actually have, you know, an additional year to kick the tires on him. So I'm going to go with five quarterbacks in the first round. I think Hooker squeezes in somewhere towards the end there. Yeah, see, we have one less pick as well, right, to work through. True story. Cheating Miami Dolphins um, to work through. I think the Vikings are in play at 23. Um, I believe this is the last year that Kirk Cousins' money would be a perfect pivot point for them, but they also need – you know, starters, immediate starters on that team. So the Vikings maybe trade back to the later first round if someone wants to come up a few picks. I do see the Eagles as a great pivot point at 30 for a team that wants to come up and get uh, that fifth-year option uh, for Hendon Hooker. Um, I'm not as concerned with his age um, as some others are. I mean, he's a year older than Will Levis, and no one's complaining. And Will Levis is going to the top five picks in his draft. If it weren't for his ACL, it would be interesting to see uh, how this quarterback conversation was they, going. They talked about this uh, just this morning. I was listening to the radio when I was uh, dropping my kids off at school, and they actually brought it up, and they said if he doesn't <laughs> blow out his ACL, he probably wins the Heisman. Tennessee probably gets in the, the playoff, and then he's probably in the top two or three conversation. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it. I mean, you know, everyone talks about the Volunteers offense and how it's, 
it's gimmicky. It's not really NFL friendly, but he was even productive at Virginia Tech. I mean, he's just it's the fact that he's been in college for five years is what's the knock on him is you're that good. You you don't linger in college for five years by and large, but there's exceptions to every rule. So I'm gonna go with it. I I agree. I think the over, um, I think he deserves to be a top thirty one pick. All right. Now I think I think we're done with quarterback business here. So let's get to the important dynasty position running back. So <laughs> B. John Robinson, do you think he goes in round one? Yeah, there's still stupid teams in the NFL. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think they even learn their lesson. I have a hard time convincing myself that Dallas won't do this. <laughs> Doesn't it just it's just a cowboys thing, right? Listen, they you know the the transition away from Zeke to Bijan. I mean, yeah, this just screams Jerry Jones um, from the rooftops. And as an Eagles fan, I would I wouldn't I'd hate to say it because I do see the value of Bijan Robinson. It's just you know I I don't agree with the cost. Even though when you start looking at the price after a certain point, it's it's actually economical to take a running back in like the late first round because you can beat the shit out of them for five years on a reasonable salary <laughs> and then send them out into the ether. The, the, where, where the money gets funny is the second contract for all these sure. guys. You know, it's the, it's the mixing contract and it's the Dalvin cook contract and it's Aaron Jones and, you know, <clears throat> and the like that are driving up the, the average cost for running back. So I, I get it why teams do it. I just, you know, the injury rate, the replaceability at <laughs> the position, you know, um, I do think Bijan's special, but you know, uh, seeing a lot of Eagles at 10 and I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, please, if he's sitting there at 30, I'll be like, ah, whatever. I mean, it's, sure. it's an extra pick for us. Gladly. I'll take him at that point. He'll be gone by 30. So, you know, and then there was a report came out when he, he had an official visit with the Eagles as well. And it was like one of like four or five teams. And uh, it came out that his pitch to Harry Roseman is you're not drafting a running back. You're drafting a difference maker. And I'm like, well, it's because even he knows you shouldn't be drafting a running back in round one. Yeah, it's good. It's a, good for his law, good lawyer. Good for his uh, agent. Yeah, his, his agents are doing their job, right? Stop referring to yourself as a running back. Here's what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, make them think you play a different <laughs> position. Do not say. Don't tell them what position you play. Yeah. We're going to try to give them the old trick a We're, we're going right. to go back to 27 sports. You're an athlete. <laughs> Just an athlete. Tell them about your t- years playing Little League. Yeah, they can do so much with you. You're limitless. Do you think anyone else goes in the first? Any other running back? Right now, the odds are giant uh, underdog pick. Uh, that There will just be one. Uh, going more than that is minus 550, meaning you have to bet $550 to win 100. And if it's just one running back, it is uh, – bet a hundred to win three fifty. So pretty huge odds that there'll just be one first round running back. Um, I don't think anyone else goes in the first this year. Nor do I, I, I'm a big Jameer Gibbs fan, but I was just already just said, I don't think the Bijan should go in the first. So how, how could I believe that a lesser talent, albeit a unique talent uh, would be a first round pick again, in a first round where there's only 31 picks. It is. Yeah. I, I, I've thought about that a bit too. Like, I wonder, I haven't dug into it cause I'm not making any actual bets, but I, I wonder how many of these bets you could find a small advantage 
just by knowing there's one less first round pick. Uh, there's probably <clears throat> some way. And that concludes our exciting running back portion of the program. Uh, oh, man. I mean, that's it. That's all we got. We yeah, have all, I mean, all you can have because we know everyone's, like we said at the start of the show, everyone's going on day two. So moving to wide receiver, who's the first wide receiver off the board? Smith and Jigba is the 600. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Anderson plus 800, Quentin Johnson plus a thousand and Jalen Hyatt plus 2,500. Got it. I want to say it's Smith and Jigba, but man, I I can see a team taking flowers or, you know, Hyatt has been projected as the first guy off the board a couple of times. He kind of. And a bit of a disappointing combine. I haven't heard anything since then, but there are enough teams that like get obsessed with these, these guys they think are, you know, big play options instead of like a more consistent guy. So I could see flowers or even Hyatt getting a lot more draft capital than we would think, but I'm just going to eat the chalk here and go with Smith and Jigba. Yeah. It's, it's hard to argue. Um, You know, the Raiders pick far too early for Jalen Hyatt. To be a first round draft pick. So ye of little faith. I think we're I think that's we're a, safe. That's Darius Hayward Bay territory. And what fucking, <laughs> and what's his name? The the Henry Ruggs. Murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this year for that guy. <laughs> they're 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 gonna be looking elsewhere. Um I, I agree it's JSN. I just think he's he hasn't done anything to lose that spot. What I do find, you know, satisfying is that. Zay Flowers, my guy, Zay Flowers, is now the odds-on second favorite to be the the top wide receiver off the board, which makes my heart happy because I recall a few months ago of just arguing with people about Zay Flowers over Josh Downs, and that that, that conversation is has has quieted precipitously. Downs has kind of vanished completely, hasn't well, he? Like I haven't heard. Well, it's because he's like now significantly smaller than even Flowers is. He's like five nine, like one hundred and seventy pounds. Like I like the player, but Flowers is like clearly like lives football, you know. And that dude was playing on a shitty BC team with a shitty quarterback, while Josh Downs was catching passes from Sam Howell, current NFL starter, and Drake May, top two or three pick next year's draft. So you're, you're comparing literal apples to oranges in these two. And I just saw everything in Flowers that now. Everyone else is seeing, you know, on top of you know the the swole that uh that that came of you know his uh, off season you know pre NFL draft regimen. So I just love I love the player. I, I think he's an exciting electric. I'm, he's now going to be a first round pick. I can't wait to see where he goes. How many of these wide receivers do you think go in round one? The the uh, line is set at four and a half. So just off the top of my head, I mean, I listed the five guys. Um, that are the, the, the five favorites that are the biggest numbers to be the first guy off the board. So that's five of them now. So do we think they're all first rounders, which means it goes over. So how many do you think go in the first? And if you want to get into names, we could list who we think go in the first round. Yeah, I'm going to take the under with that. Um, I have concerns that Quentin Johnson or Jalen Hyatt are first round draft picks. I'm comfortable with, Smith and Jigba and Flowers and Addison. 
going in the first round. Um, it shines off Quentin Johnson a little bit, and that's not really seems like doesn't seem like the archetype that teams are looking for anymore. Although I still like the player. Um, and then <clears throat> Jalen Hyatt, I, I think he's. I don't, I don't know that he's real. I think he's just like a, a figment of our imagination. I mean, I'm, I still like Cedric Tillman as a wide receiver better than Jalen Hyatt. Me too. Um, I just hope the NFL doesn't go and sink first round capital into a Jalen Hyatt. Um, I think it's a mistake. Uh, or you know what? I hope they do because someone else will then draft him when I wasn't going. Yeah. Entire position here. I hope I, you know, proves me wrong and goes in the first, I think best case, you know, Quentin Johnson finds his way into the later first and it's still at four. I just don't believe Hyatt is a first round NFL draft pick. So I'll take the under. I'm kind of there with you. I, I think JSN, I think Flowers and Addison all go in the first. I, I, I Sometimes I wonder how much is this team's, you know, leaking stuff to the media to get a guy to fall. Johnson has size that the first three don't have. <laughs> And teams still do value that. I mean, we talked about Minnesota picking late and grabbing possibly Hendon Hooker. I could see him going there because now without Thielen, they do need another kind of number two option. And I think Johnson kind of fits the what they could use there. Um, I, I agree with you on Hyatt. I don't uh, – I, I think teams – are just suckers for the, the big play thing. So I'm actually going to say five, but I, as far as naming the fifth one, I, I'm not sure. But I think it's JSN, Flowers, Addison, Quentin Johnson, and then a mystery fifth. It could be Hyatt, but I'm not, I'm not convinced because I think teams – Listen, wide- you're hearing uh, – was it? Uh, Peter Schrager said that uh, he mocked Jonathan Mingo in the first round. To the Saints at 29 recently. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that I mean, selfishly, that's terrible for me because I've been getting him in the fucking early fourth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. That would that be awful. Would, yeah, that would stop. But, listen, I mean, last year's draft, you know, as a, as a barometer, and all drafts are created, you know, are, all drafts aren't created equal. But six wide receivers went in the first round last year, and their names were Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks. Conversely, one quarterback went in the first round last year, and his name was Kenny Pickett at 20. We're talking about four, possibly five quarterbacks going in the first round. So I think that's kind of where the ebb and flow is going to happen because last year was a, I can say historic, it was a solidified, you know, deep wide receiver draft class. This is not. So it's, you know, do you continue to chase the position because everyone's going like three and four wide these days? So you need more of those receivers. Or do you draft best player available? That's what it's going to come down to. Man, you, you kind of – I've already made my prediction, and I wrote it down on my sheet, so I, I'm not going to change. But <laughs> you got a good point. I mean, if we go five quarterbacks and I go five wide receivers, that's 10 of 31 spots. It's a third of the first round. We know at least two corners are going to go. We'll get to it next, but I think two okay. tight ends go. Yeah, then you five got, offensive linemen, probably five yeah. defensive linemen. You You're know. kind of right. I mean, the 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 numbers just the math just doesn't shake out. Yeah. So you're you're correct. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to take the L on that one. I mentioned tight ends right now. How many first round tight ends? The numbers two and a half. Um, and then Mayer's uh, the favorite to go first. He's minus one seventy five. Kincaid is second. 
plus 130. Then a giant gap. Washington's plus 1,100. Musgrave plus 6,000. Laporta plus 6,000. So it's pretty clear if anyone's going in the first, it's Mayer and Kincaid. So do you think any other tight end squeezes into the first round? And do you think it's Mayer, Kincaid or Kincaid Mayer? Uh, I do believe Mayer is the first tight end taken. Um, they're, they're very different prospects. Mayer, much more of the complete tight end. Kincaid, yeah. more the pass catching tight end. So it could also come down to the team that targets tight end first. Right. As to as to who they're looking at. I do think there's a world where Darnell Washington finds his way into the first round. Um, I don't agree with it, um, but I keep looking at the Cincinnati Bengals at 28 and I'm like, well, shit, they don't have a tight end worth a damn on their roster. And they, still, and they still who? Oh, yeah. Okay. You listen speaking. Yeah. The same statement holds true. They don't have a tight end worth a damn. On Take their that. roster, he he can play slot receiver for them if you know Tyler Boyd gets hurt. But he solves tight end and bolsters that line to protect Barrow, which is still an issue. I think he's. I don't think Mayer falls that far. I think uh, I'm saying Washington. Oh, Darnell Washington. That's what I'm saying. That I could see there being three. No, Mayer's not going to be there. Um, I I agree. Um, Kincaid would be fun with the Bengals, but I just think Washington fills like two spots. Sure. Um, and a team that, you know, is pretty sound on the defensive side of the ball, still a work in progress on offense that I could see Washington there, um, being a first round pick, but he's kind of the linchpin. There's Musgrave, Laporta, Kraft, n- no chance the, that they get first round draft happen, but they're 100% day two, probably round two prospects, uh, all three of them. So and I'm going to take the under at two and a half. Yeah, I'm st- I'm sticking with two also, but I think but Mayer I, and Kincaid both go in the first. Yep. And then, do you think the other four are all? Day yeah, two. they're all day two picks for sure. I, I think there's going to be more. Listen, there could be. I mean, someone might want to buy into the upside of Zach Kuntz. You know, you know, there could be some love for, uh, you know, like a Will Mallory. There's there's other guys who's well, escaping me right now, but as much as we just talked about, you know, possibly five wide receivers going in the first, this is perceived to be a pretty shallow wide receiver class. So when you don't have those options, if you're looking for someone in the passing game, there are enough good receiving tight ends that you go, well, we could get this guy and run him out of the slot. So I, I, I think, I think a lot of the tight ends are going to get much better draft capital than we thought going into it. And even for you and I personally, who like this class and have the whole time, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them even get a bigger bump than we already thought going in. No, I agreed. And with like a Kincaid and a Musgrave who are very much pass catching tight ends. I, I agree. No, I just kind of just looking at, I like these guys. I just looking at oh, these names. Great. I'm excited. It's a great tight end class. Yeah. We're, I think we're finally getting a, an influx of, you know, these guys aren't all going to hit. I mean, whether it's, you know, draft or injury or projection, but I, I think we get <laughs> shitty team. I think we get three plus fantasy viable tight ends out of this draft. Like I like consistent, like tight end ones. I, I've said it. I, I think it, I think it's even more. I well, love see. I'm not. Group. I can't ever. I'll never get there in Darnell Washington. So he just right. kind of disappears for me. Right. I I like Musgrave and Laporta, but just. Tight ends is such a hard prediction, a hard projection. True. 
Um, you know, I'm relatively confident about the top two, but Kane also has like an injury history that, you know, who knows? And then Kraft's like a wild card. So yeah, I say three plus because I'm going to say Mayer and Kincaid and then one of Musgrave or Laporta. But I said three plus. I, I, there's a world where it could be four or five guys. Sure. And there's a lot of guys that are going to be cycling <clears throat> out of that kind of top tier of, uh, of tight end in the next few years. So kind of a uh, not, not player centric, but kind of a team thing. Uh, the rumor was the Bears might be interested in trading back again from nine. They already got a nice haul for number one, especially if any of these top defensive guys fall, which they may, or any of the quarterbacks fall, which they may. Do you think the Bears trade back from nine? I well, As soon as they made that trade from one, I thought to still be in the top ten, there's a world where the Bears end up moving back again from, like, whatever, nine to 23. <sighs> And they pick up another first next year and just really come out of this as like one of the best maneuverings in in recent history to really get a haul out of these picks. So I, I'm going with yes. I think they trade back. I'm just curious what your thoughts were. I mean, the values there, I, it's clear that that's what Poles wants to do. Um, being right in front of the Eagles and having a top 10 pick, I just think as cachet too, um, that there's still going to be valuable players there. Um, I don't think there'll necessarily be a quarterback of, of significance at that point that'll prompt, you know, like Detroit, if they pass a six to want to move up yeah. from 18, you know, to, to get that guy. And I don't think the Lions are a team that wants to trade away their future first, you know, to a division rival, you know, to go up and get, you know, a backup, you know, backup quarterback, you know, for the short term. I don't see it because I don't think they're a team that wants to go down into the 20s um, in this draft. They still need help. I think they can, you know, really target that offensive line and staying in the top 10. Um, there's some names, Paris Johnson Jr., Peter Skaronsky, um, that are going to be available to them at nine. And I think it's in their best interest to stay there, stick and pick. Uh, they already got their haul for, for the 101. And then, and then my other general question, which it wasn't intentional, my, my two teams, but Seattle has a super long history trading back in the first round. They, they got lucky this year and they're, they're picking five because of that, the trade with Dallas or Denver. Um, I don't think they move that pick, but I do think they trade back at 20 just because it's what they do. Do you think they trade back again this year with one of these two picks? Um, I don't think it's smart to trade out of five um, unless they get like an insane sure. godfather offer because they're a solid team. And they don't project to be there. I still am very much in the mindset they should draft quarterback at five. It's so a, my. It's you know if if you believe in Anthony Richardson and you're the Seahawks, you take him ten times out of ten. Um, and so could I see them moving twenty to try and capitalize some value potentially if the offer's there? But I could see them taking Jalen Carter at five, which would do wonders for their defense. I could see them going quarterback. Um, at five, I don't see them moving out of five. Um, I still think they're in a pretty sweet spot. And if the top of the draft goes as we anticipate, where three of the first four picks are quarterback, it's then it's kind of like the last man standing. Who's who's moving up to get the the fourth quarterback mm-hmm. for the Detroit Lions, or sorry, Detroit Lions, um, from the Seattle Seahawks at five. I was looking to pick six with the with the Lions, so. I don't think they trade out of five, and I hope they don't trade out of five. I think there's better decisions to make either I, yeah. and get the Jalen Carter and help your defense it. a ton or draft Richardson if he's there at five. 
Yeah, the, the way they've talked about it, where this is, you know, like a a cornerstone pick. We don't get to pick this early. This is a, a franchise changing opportunity for us. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a world where they move five, but I think they get out of twenty for sure. They could. And listen, they've been connected to every quarterback. I think they've sure. went like every pro day, <laughs> like like they're like they're going out of their way. So either it's like they're just so happy to be there. Yeah, because because it's a unique opportunity for them, or they're trying the the biggest smoke screen ever. You know, we love all these guys. So you got to come and get this pick five for whichever one's left when we're on the clock. Be interesting to see on Thursday. So, and then the the last kind of general one: Do we see any movement from Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson before or on draft day? Or are they both Packers? Are they a, a Packer and a Raven when day one is complete? The latter. Um, I don't know the the specifics of the Aaron Rodgers uh, issue um, or Lamar Jackson. I and as far as compensation, um, when the like when the draft officially starts, does that push Jackson's compensation another year? Um, there's something like, or does that happen to happen after the draft? I mean, that could that could change some things. I don't know exactly how that works. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going anywhere. Um, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a Raven, but be a slight potential if that's what teams were waiting for is for the draft to initiate so that they didn't have to give up a a 23 draft pick um this compensation aaron Rodgers, I, I who knows i mean it's you know the the packers are you know fully exposed here at this point they, they can't keep aaron Rodgers. he's not going to retire if they don't trade him so they'll be on the hook for like 50 million dollars now for a quarterback that's not playing for you. So like they have to almost just acquiesce to what the Jets are yeah. offering at this point in time, because I, I don't know that there's anyone else. I mean, where else does he go? You're hearing like San Fran rumblings. I don't buy that for a second. Um, I think it's Jets or bust with, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. And, and the reason I included that question was I, if, if a quarterback needy team misses out on these top guys if they end up going something crazy like you know one through four like has been predicted in a couple spots if you're if you're Tennessee if you're the Raiders and I, obviously I, I know they just signed Garoppolo and, and Tannehill's still under contract for like a year or two so I get there's other pieces moving here but it, I, I wonder if a team misses out if they go ah fuck we're, we're now we're kind of screwed I mean you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of jets or bust, but for Lamar, you know, I, I could see a team that we didn't think was in the Lamar running kind of t- kick yeah. the tires a little bit because now they go, fuck, we don't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I was going to, it's like, who would that team be? And they, I mean, the Tennessee Titans, they, they know they're not getting a quarterback at 11. Um, you know, do they end up trying to move up to, to get into the mix? But outside of that, like you said, the Raiders got Garoppolo. They're not going to fall back on Rodgers. Right. It's they, no, he's they maybe they draft quarterback at seven if something falls, but Rodgers isn't in play for them. The Lamar Jackson side, I just think that the issue is still now there's being reported that the Ravens offered him 200 million um, in guarantees in, in a contract and he did not decline that. Um, you know, after seeing the Jalen Hurts contract come out, which is crazy to say it like a team friendly deal. Um, at the end of the day, it's like Lamar's not willing to give an inch. With the Ravens, I mean, he's literally, at least as everything's being reported, and it's very one-sided because Lamar doesn't have an agent to tell his side of the story, which is part of the fucking problem here. Um, 
is that you just hear nothing from his camp, like random tweets every so often <laughs> from Lamar Jackson, you know, his and, mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, this, this random guy who's negotiating for him supposedly, you know, what is, um, that's a weird story that we have never talked about, but so, so strange, you know, not a certified agent, like had to put out a memo, NFL had to put out a memo, like stop talking to this guy. Like, you know, I'll have to talk to him, but I just think, there's, I don't see any other outcome, but then Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven. I just don't. I think I, it would, I feel like it would have happened already. There would have been an offer sheet. There would have been, and, you know. And, would, and the other thing too that I, I mean, people don't bring it up, but it, he's franchise tagged, right? It doesn't matter. He's he's screwed. He has to play. He has the. I mean, unless he sits out. So yeah, I'm with you completely. I think. I was gonna say he doesn't have to. I mean, he could do the Le'Veon Bell, but yeah. he's gonna not take thirty two million dollars this year. To play, I mean, I better man than me. If he says if he thinks, yeah, I'll give up assume. one more year of my prime <laughs> at thirty I mean, he, million and hope they come to their senses next year. He knows his body better than anyone else, which Maybe is he why knows. he wants. Which is why he wants this deal. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe he yeah. knows he wouldn't even hold up. So the thirty-two million ain't worth it if you're coming back after missing a big chunk of time again. And you're not going to come close to the money that you think you may get right now. Yeah, I mean, would that be worth sitting out? Because you're like, uh oh, that's so. If he does sit out, then we know he's he's, he's telling he's everything. Completely you need to know. breaking down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's an interesting take. I mean, there's probably could also be like a, why he's drawing this line in the sand of what he needs guaranteed in this deal, because. His his playing style <laughs> is going to make it. Yeah, is not conducive for ten more years in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and granted, he avoided major injury early in his career as a mobile quarterback, but he hasn't the last two years, and that's just you know, yeah, that has to factor in. You know, it's just it's part of the business, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, let's flip to the other side of the football. First defensive player drafted. I, I only looked at I looked at uh, FanDuel's odds, um, and right now they have Tyree Wilson as the favorite, who is minus one forty five. Will Anderson is plus one twenty five. Jalen Carter plus two thousand, and then the uh, top two corners, Witherspoon and Gonzalez, are plus four thousand. I find that Wilson number to be shocking. I think he should be a clear three on this list. Um, I could see a world where he jumps Tyree, uh, where he jumps Jalen Carter, but we'll get to that in a minute. I think it's Will Anderson, and I don't even think it's close. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard some uh, Tyree Wilson to the Texans talk. He is a big body at 6'6", 271, a totally different profile sure. than a Will Anderson. Um, but I agree with you. It was, you know, save time on this one. We both said Will Anderson, too, if the Texans stick and pick. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to – I'll take the plus odds. And then uh, coming back full circle here to Jalen Carter, how how far do you think he falls? I, I know he came out and he was like, "I'm not, I'm not interviewing with anybody outside the top 10, which kind of you know solidifies in his mind. He goes, "Oh, this is where I'm gonna, this is where I belong, this is where I'll go." But I don't. I mean, he had, he had a couple of major off season things. The NFL, you know, there are certain teams that. Don't care like I like Seattle at, at, at 
five <laughs> or where yeah five i could see them not caring at all if they think he's a you know generational talent at the position but i think he has a bigger fall than people do i think he stays in the top 10 but i think he's more in that eight nine ten range more than i think he's in that three four five well yeah i mean listen we have three quarterbacks going in the top five you know so that limits limits options there and if the texans aren't taking them at two i mean i could listen seattle five you could (laughs) zero shock on my face if they select jalen carter at I five. mean, I don't prior till he got prior till he got arrested. I mean, there was talk that he was the best player in the entire draft. Period. I mean, there's listen, there's still talk oh, that sh- he's the sh- best well, player yeah, in the absolutely. entire draft. Period. You know, um, <laughs> Correct. You know, he gets the whole take plays off ding, and then he's got all this off field shit and all. But you know, and then he had a terrible um, pro day after leaving the combine because of the off field concerns. And you got to think like all this shit going on, you can kind of tell you know you can weave a you know a tale as to why he had a poor you know pre-draft process but his tape is crazy uh, about the upside this kid has i don't think he falls out of the top 10 if he's sitting at 10 and my eagles are on the clock <laughs> i'm i'm driving to kansas city and i'm taking I'm, I'm hijacking the eagles draft room and i'll be running that card up myself to get Jalen carter in the middle of that defense so where 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 are you thinking here? You think he's I don't think he I don't think he gets outside the top ten. Me neither. Like you me. want I me to he's... like put a pin in it? Like where does he fall to? Well, like I said, I think he's in that nine, ten. I think he goes right there. I but I don't I think I think he still thinks he's like a top five guy. Which he might I mean, be because of Seattle, but I, I don't He could. I mean, I'm Seattle, Bears, Eagles all make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Five, nine, and ten. I could see him. If I had to, oh fuck! <laughs> if I had to bet, if you had to bet one through ten or eleven plus, where, where do you think he goes? One through ten. I'll, I'll take eleven plus. While I cringe, while I cringe and do it, but um, all right. First linebacker, little little IDP action here. Uh, obviously. The, the schemes are different, but linebacker, sweet spot for most IDP leagues. Get those lofty tackle totals, but, you know, it's kind of team dependent. Some teams you want their middle guy. Other teams, the, the Sam seems to pick up more. Some other teams, the Will does. So kind of pivots from team to team. But who do you think the first linebacker taken will be? Current favorite is Drew Sanders at minus 120. Jack Campbell, who I love, is plus 170. And kind of falls off a bit. Trenton Simpson plus 380, and then a guy whose name I'm going to butcher, Dayon Henley, plus 2,000. So he's not even really in the picture here. It's kind of Sanders, Campbell, and then uh, Simpson is kind of the the fringe number three. I think Campbell is picking up steam, and I think he ends up being the first linebacker off the board. And I think Sanders is right behind him. I've done a ton of NFL mocks. I know I've talked about it before and, and, and reading a ton of stuff. There's a lot of mocks where none of these guys even went in the first. So I think Campbell squeezes into the tail end of the first. And I think he's the only first round linebacker this year. So you're going with Sanders? No, Campbell. Oh, Campbell. All right. I'll go with Sanders. Um, uh, I think we're, we're splitting hairs with 
those two guys, I mean, it's, it's odds. I mean, there's value in Campbell at plus 170. Um, I could see either one of these guys going to the Bills at 27, honestly. That's where I think Campbell's going. Um, losing Tremaine Edmonds, they do still place value in the linebacker position. But you're just talking about an NFL where, like, you know, there's a lot of just, like, two linebacker sets. You know, like, teams just don't value linebackers um, to, to draft them high. So well, some teams have a one linebacker. System. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you have to, you listen, you better either be an edge pass rushing linebacker or a great coverage linebacker. Um, if you want to last and now, I mean, are they, is this like a banner group of linebackers? No, I, I don't believe so, but I th- they're, they're solid. Um, I, I think Sanders and Campbell are, are going to be good for IDP. I, I like Henley personally a lot as a discount version uh, of those two. So from an IDP perspective, I'll be looking to scoop him up in a lot of places. Simpson's uh, an interesting one as well. And then, yeah, there's a huge cliff after those four. So I'll just go with the chalk in Sanders. And I, you know, I, I could see the bills being kind of that, that point where either him or Campbell are, are being discussed. I don't think either of them going before pick 27. So do you, so, all right, that's kind of where I'm at too, is, is 27 with, with Buffalo's where somebody's going to go. Do you think, like we're, we're obviously just predicting that's where they go, and, and like I said, a lot of the NFL mocks, none of them even went in the first. So do you think there even will be a first-round linebacker? I do not. I am I was originally in the no camp, but now I have pivoted because I think Campbell squeezes in just because I've heard him uh, get his name batted around. So I'm going to go yes, and you're going to go no on that one. All right. I, I think multiple linebackers go in round two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Line, linebacker running back day. Yeah. It's a good IDP day. It's good <laughs> yeah, IDP fantasy day. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go kind of player-specific props here. Uh, what team drafts Anthony Richardson? Titans are the favorite at minus 200. Raiders next, plus 360. Colts, plus 380. Seahawks, plus 600. Then there's a giant cliff. I'm not even going to get into it. But, but uh, those are kind of the four favorites for Richardson. Which one of those? I, I think that I don't see how he makes it to the Titans. Obviously, they're predicting the Titans to, to trade up a bit. If I had to pick among the teams I read off, Seattle at plus 600, especially at that number, I love it. But, uh, yeah, I just predicting a team, I don't know. But I would take the Seahawks getting getting plus 600 for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the right move to make with them at five. Tennessee at, at eleven would have to move up to get them. So that's obviously what you know the sports books are predicting at that minus two hundred. Um, do are they the ones that move in up to three with the Cardinals? Uh, Cardinals moving back to eleven. I think that move is certainly going to cost them a future first, dropping outside of the top ten, um, potentially more than that. I mean, it'll be ancillary draft pieces as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it being the Raiders. I don't know why. You know, I just don't see why they would have um, paid Garoppolo what they did, even though I do think Richardson needs to develop a little bit. And uh, McDaniel knows he's on the hot seat. But I also just don't see that being his prototype quarterback. But then this is the same guy that drafted Tim Tebow. So that's my – I could be totally wrong <laughs> about that. Yes, that that is the thing that every time I go, nah, not to the Raiders, and I go, fuck – I go, that's the Tim Tebow guy. And I go, ooh, could, could I see him taking another athletic Florida quarterback? 
And I go, boy. And, and, and it, you know, you just get that, that Raiders bump for stupidity, right? So you go, yeah, that would be – that's what they do. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just looking at some of those longer odds, right? Like the Lions at 2,000. Like, they're a pick six. I think Seattle should be the one taking them, but I, I don't think it'd be the wrong decision for the Lions. You know, hoping that they're not in that position again either to consider that, but I think he's gone by then um, because I do believe someone goes up uh, to to three to get, you know, to get a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting. I I – I wouldn't put any money on this because it's just too volatile right now, but I like yeah. the odds of the Seahawks plus 600. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at too. All right, who drafts? Will Levis. Colts have been the favorite for a long time. They're minus 110. Texans plus 210. Raiders plus 800. Then Patriots plus 1,100. Titans 1,200. Seahawks plus 1,400. Um, some, some of the same names just shifted around a bit there. It's almost where like all these teams need quarterbacks. Yeah, where, where there's, well, <laughs> but you know, you, you're correct. But you, you kind of know what I was saying, just <laughs> as far as draft positioning. Like I said, Titans are so high with Richardson, but uh, Colts have been the front runner for whatever reason in the Will Levis sweepstakes for a while here. They're the favorite. I know they gained some steam with him going two to the Texans, but. I'm going to eat the chalk and imagine he goes with the Colts. Okay. I uh, I have to be with you on that. It's funny. I'm just scrolling through uh, the mock draft database and I'm looking for Mr. Levis and he is my, did I, did, he is nowhere to be found on this day. Anthony Richardson is listed at four to the Colts. Will Levis isn't even a first round draft pick per mock draft database, which I think is probably correct, but also not. <laughs> um, at, at this point, I just see there's too much correlation with, with him and the Colts. Um, I think Anthony Richardson's a better pick for the Colts and with Shane Steichen there and all that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So Will Levis isn't in the top uh, 63 picks in mock draft database. So he's, they don't have him listed in the top two rounds. Um, they also don't have Tyree Wilson for whatever that's worth. So it's, mm. there's some consistency issues here. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go with the Colts too. Yeah, it's hard not to. Um, Jackson Smith in Jigba, uh, Texans, where he's kind of been linked to, are they picking 12? Is their other pick? Or 15? Uh, they are 12. Yep. So plus 450 to the Texans. So. Not even a, you know, you're not laying money. So it's kind of a wide open here. Patriots plus 500, Packers plus 500, Titans plus 1400, Giants plus 1400, Bears plus 1400. It, it makes sense to go to the Texans. I wish that the way this shakes out in my brain that the Texans get Stroud and then they can get mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba. I just like the, the rookie quarterback tight end pairing, especially if they already know each other. I, I, I like taking wide receivers and, and when teams take quarterbacks because they're in all the rookie camps together, build some chemistry. And for two guys that would already have the chemistry, I would love it. Um, but I don't think it matters. And I can, they have to address <laughs> wide receiver because they're horrific. So I have to take the Texans taking him as the first wide receiver off the board. Yeah. I mean, it, I agree. You, know, you get that 
you know, college connection uh, in the NFL would be would be beautiful. There's also nothing standing in his way in Houston um, to being the target leader. I would hate for him to go to the Patriots. Oh boy! I just think of the just Same. the dead bodies that are littered in the first round of Patriot wide receivers. You know, it's 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 a kiss of death. Um, Packers would be just beautiful if they went and sunk a first round pick in a wide receiver the year after oh. Aaron Rodgers leaves. So yeah, sentimentally, I want that to be the landing spot, and I think he would work well with Christian Watson as well. So I don't think that's bad. No one wants him to go to the Titans. No one. Whatsoever, that'd be terrible. Nope. Giants, he's not falling to twenty five, so that ain't happening. The Bears, I don't, I don't even see why their odds are there. Like, I get they don't have long term commitments to a lot of receivers, but I don't think they're going to use a first round pick on a wide receiver with DJ Moore, uh, Claypool, and Darnell Mooney there. Um, they also have Komet, and they brought in Robert Tunyon. Like, I don't see them prioritizing wide receiver. Yeah, I agree at this point. So I think that's uh, those odds should be far longer, in my opinion. I, I, think, I think the the Bears' argument is that. They know Fields can run. They before they make a longer term commitment to him, they need to get him in as good a spot as a passer to really kick the tires on him. But to to your point, yeah, I think with what they have at tight end and wide receiver, the way to do that is improve your offensive line, not give him. You know, technically on paper, he'd be your you know wide receiver for breaking camp. So I I could see why the bears are there, but it, like you said, it just doesn't make sense given what they have. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I mean, you always want to be a year ahead and you can't have too many weapons. And there are some ties with him back to Ohio state. Oh yeah. As well. So, so we got that. I'm just trying to look in for some reason it's not coming up of Claypool's contract. Um, <laughs> that guy sucks. It doesn't matter. Yeah. God, but I, think, I think, you know, I think he may be, this may be his last year there and I don't see them extending him. Like they, they went and tried to make a move last year. Cause I think they realized this was a kind of weak wide receiver class. So they thought giving up a second round pick for him made sense when it didn't because he in essence gave up the 30, you know, the last pick of the it's first, a first round. round pick. Yeah. It's the first round. I mean, you don't get that value, but yeah, he's, so he's a UFA next year. Um, so maybe I'm wrong. If they move back again, potentially, I don't see them taking him at nine. Agreed. So I could, I could agree to be wrong there, but I, I don't think there's a world where they draft him at nine if they don't trade back. So I'm, I'll stick with the Texans too. There's been a lot of links to him being the Texans at 12, regardless of what they do at two. Yeah. Um, and I think if they go defense at two, they need help on offense. So that would make a ton of sense at 12. They, they just are so barren at mm. receiver. All right. Bijan Robinson, who drafts Bijan? Falcons are the favorite right now, plus 300. Texans plus 650, which I don't. <clears throat> When in round two, like that doesn't even make sense. Uh, Cowboys plus 700, who I've already said is just the Cowboys move, so that's our spoiler alert. That's where I'm going. Uh, Eagles plus 750, Commanders plus 850, and again, going back to the Bears, they're plus a thousand. We've heard them uh linked to him quite a bit, so it wouldn't shock me, but yeah, it's just it's just reeks of a Cowboys move. So even though Falcons probably make more sense in real life. Uh, I, I'm good. I said Cowboys earlier. I got to stick to it. Yeah, I I could tell the story of every one of those sure. teams making sense. So I don't think the odds are that outrageous. The Falcons would be such a bad move at eight at plus three hundred, but I could see it 
clear as day with Arthur Smith there. If they really believe in Desmond Ritter and they're like, we get that hammer, you know, like <laughs> of a running back and we can really set this thing flying. They would have skill. I mean, Pitts, uh, Drake London and Bijan in that offense. I mean, that's pretty formidable if Desmond Ritter's yeah. worth his shit. So wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, just as a heads up too, uh, Darnell Mooney is a UFA in 2024 as well. So they could be lean at wide receiver a year from now. So I might change my entire tune about the Bears. I still don't think nine's the right pick. But if they trade back again, I could see them being a sneaky draft a wide receiver, whether it's JSN or not, team. Um, I don't know what next year's free agency class looks like, but I think the Bears still have a shit ton of money. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But you just think, they you know, you're, you're, you'd rather sink a year into a cost control guy. No, you're losing probably both. Yeah. You're definitely not resigning Claypool, and you might lose Mooney on the open market if it's not a big free agent class because then he's going to get paid. Yeah. Um, you know, his market value is shown on Spot Track as I think 14 mil for Mooney? For Mooney. God damn, why would you ever play fucking running back? This he's, worth every, he's worth every penny, John. It's fucking crazy. Fucking amazing. Well, you listen, that's right. You're not a running back anymore, B. John. You're an athlete, <laughs> offensive weapon. Um, I I think it – no, no, I don't think it is. I, I The Falcons make sense. I could see them doing it. The commanders, I think, are sneaky a spot <sighs> where he could land because they're in purgatory with quarterback. They're not going to get a quarterback this year. I could see Rivera, you know, going out on his shield. Like, just give me the running – I just want to run the ball. Just more running backs. I mean, yeah. Here. Um Eagles have two picks, so there's always a chance. Cowboys, to your point, I know I'm vacillating here, unfortunately. I just don't think any of them should take him. I think that's a promise. <laughs> who who drafts him? None of them should, but he's going in the first round. So who will it ultimately be? I'm going to say the Eagles. They have two picks. So give me the Eagles as plus 750. Look at that. There's two chances. Yeah, I don't believe how he does it. Knowing Howie Roseman, it's just not in his nature. I don't think he should do it, but – since they have two picks, I'm we you know with plus 750 odds. You know, I'm I'm betting, I'm gambling here. All right, and then the, the final player prop here who drafts Hendon Hooker? Vikings, we both kind of mentioned they're plus 500 is the favorite, Raiders plus 600, Titans plus 600, Seahawks plus 850, then Lions are a thousand, Patriots are. Uh, plus 1200. I'm going to piggyback off exactly what you just said with Bijan. Seattle has two firsts. If uh, what's his name falls to five, uh, Jalen Carter, I think they go there because they, they believe he's a generational talent as they're up again at uh, 20. I, I said, I think they trade back, but they're in a pretty good position to where they could take Hendon Hooker, not even entertain the thought of using him this year and bring him along slow next year. He kind of fits what they like to do there. He's a bit more pocket passer. I think they like a guy with a, a, a little more mobility, but I could see if they like him enough, they would grab him and they, they have the ability to stash him for a couple years with the contract they gave Gino. Um, just given that number at plus 850, even though the Vikings make more sense, but you're going to give me little better odds there. Like, like, like you said, I got two picks to play with. Give me the Seahawks, even though he's probably a better fit for Minnesota. Listen, Hendon Hooker, sneaky athletic, doesn't get uh, the you know doesn't get you know discussed a lot. But he had over two thousand rushing yards in his career, so in his college career, granted, across five seasons. But he's he's mobile. <laughs> he just happens to be rehabbing a torn ACL uh, at this point in time. Um, 
looking at these teams from a kind of different lens, the Seahawks also have picked 37 from the Denver trade. So an early second round pick. Um, so they could be sneaky in this Hendon Hooker sweepstakes. If he does fall out of the first round where the, the props four and a half. So we in the top 37. That ain't bad. Yeah. Vegas is, you know, still putting him as the, the line of demarcation um, in their bet. And then start looking in the early second and granted trades can happen. Right. But the Steelers are picking a 32 because of dumb Chicago nope. and they're not taking a quarterback. The Texans are 33. If they don't in the first round, they then could. why they're would easily. they, why would they draft hooker in the second round? If they're, they didn't in the first round picking a two, they're clearly punting on the position would be my assumption. So I don't see them doing it. The Cardinals at 34, no, unless they trade out. And then, you know, it's a lot of semantics here. The Colts at 35, we have to believe they already took a quarterback in the first round. The Rams at 36, I could see that happening. Yeah. Like, there's a world. But Seattle could sit and land Hooker at 37. So I'm going to play the Seahawks at plus 850. I think he makes sense to the Vikings, given the whole Kirk Cousins thing. Yeah. But I would have to think to see the – the Vikings would want to be trading down from that 23 spot. Um, one, because then it's, it's cheaper, but two, to still get that fifth year. I think that's the ideal move for the Vikings, but I think they're going to try and stay in win now mode and not take him. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to put my money on the Seahawks plus 850. Yeah, it's just a good number. Yeah. Um, and then, real quick, just some draft position over unders. Uh, so Anthony Richardson is at pick four and a half. Do you think he goes before or after four and a half? Um, so, so how many times did I flip flop on the rank? You know, how I had the quarterbacks. <laughs> going? Yeah. Um, I saw, I mean, Seahawks at five lions at six type area. I I'll take the over on that because if the Colts take Levis, then I think he makes it to that five, six area. Boy, I think somebody falls in love with the athleticism and he goes, in the top four. So I'm going to take okay. the other end of that. All right. See, but we both think it's a good line. Yeah. Right? You don't I mean, have him going one. There's no way he's going one. Someone could trade up to two. If the oh, I think, look, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I could he go one? I wouldn't be blown. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, listen, you're right. I mean, this is the world we live in, but. I mean, look, if we've talked about it, if you're playing the upside game, and if Carolina, you know, they say, we'll, we'll swing big here. If he stinks, we'll go back to the well in two years. Uh, forget the coach's name already, but he's got a pretty long-term right, right. contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'll get I mean, him. you're hearing a lot, too, that there's a lot of conflicting opinions within Carolina. Now, that could just be smoke or screen season as well to try and drum up interest. But that different different – facets of the organization like different players, whether it be yeah. scouts or the head coach or the owner or, you know, and, and who's going to win that power struggle. I would love to see Anthony Richardson in Carolina. Uh, that that would be fun with Reich. So now we're going to go back to IDP, arguably top corner in the draft, Christian Gonzalez, his uh, over under spot is eight and a half. So over or under for you. Um, I like the player. I think there's 
I don't think he's the clear top cornerback in this class. I have like Witherspoon more. Yeah, he's tied with him and some of the other. Okay, I was uh, say it, but I'm also not a D back evaluator. I'm going to go over for him. I think he's probably in like the top twelve area, but to be in the top eight, um, things a little rich, especially again if we're having four quarterbacks potentially going in those. That's. I think in in a in a year where we don't have this weird jumble of quarterbacks at the very top, I think he goes in that top eight. But I'm with you just because the math isn't there. I think he goes uh, after eight and a half. All right, Dalton Kincaid. He is uh, 24 and a half. Uh, so that puts him right at the Jaguars, which I think is super interesting because they are they have Evan Ingram on the tag, and that dude is so much the move tight end like Evan Ingram is. Yeah, just to give uh, Lawrence another weapon, I I think that's pretty. Good for him. Uh, I'm still going to say over at that point because he's a pass catching tight end. Um, but I do think he's a first round pick. So I'm going to go under. I think he gets drafted ahead of Mayer. Oh, but I don't think you know. I'm not talking hmm. <laughs> fucking top ten. But listen, the Lions at 18 just scream Mayer to me. I mean, just they, yeah, they have a need at tight end position. He looks like one of these knee biter type guys that Dan Campbell would just love. You know, he's a plus blocker. He's just, uh, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if King, people fall in love with Kincaid's pass catching. All right. Hendon Hooker, 31 and a half, right? Uh, basically, is he a first round pick? So we've kind of already <laughs> went over that. You think we both said yes, right? Um, yes, I have him as, you know, a, se- a second round pick at this point. Oh, so you're saying over. Oh yeah. I, I think someone takes him. So I'm going under on that yeah. one. Yeah. So then I think I took the under on four and a half quarterbacks. I still think he, yeah, you did. Seeing all these so, guys yeah. in the early second. All right. Jalen Carter, who we, we talked about, but this number is a little different than where I said it. Uh, when we were talking six and a half, Oof. these guys are good at their job. <laughs> um, oh, it, it, it's at six. It's yeah, either I mean, Seattle takes yeah. them or not. And, uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. So again, they're actually and then giving if Richardson's you the, there. Uh, they're giving you the they're giving you the Lions too. That's the thing. That that six and a half. Oh yeah, Seattle's five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Ooh. Where's the I'm, money? At? I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say it goes over because I said he's going to be. The, the back half of that top 10. So I'll, I'll have to stick with it. Uh, yeah, you got, you got plus money on that. I'm going to take the under. I do think Seattle's going to take the risk with him. All right. Then a name we talked about earlier, wondering if he falls out of the first Quentin Johnson, 26 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. I will just go along with you and take the over also, even though I think he does stay in the first. And your boy, Zay Flowers, 22 and a half. You can put him under 12 and a half. And I'm going to try and convince myself. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, that funny, 22 and a half is Baltimore. That would be so bad. And I get the they're worst. trying to change the offense. I just still I just do not want him there um, in Baltimore. But the Chargers at 21? Pants fully off. 
See, you're going, you're going under. I am. Yeah, I just have to. I just don't. People seem to really like him, and I don't see. You know, people need wide receivers. If we're thinking he is the second guy off the board, which is what the numbers indicate. You know, if the if, if the other that's the other thing too. If the numbers four and a half for first round uh, wide receivers, if he goes after twenty two, you're telling me that twenty three to thirty one is going to have three receivers, possibly four. That seems crazy, right? Yeah. So, playing the math game, he has to go under. So that that kind of sums up our our numbers yeah. portion of this here, but. Uh, unless you had anything else to add on flowers, just any wild predictions. He's super amazing. That's funny. I heard um, <laughs> someone give him an Antonio uh, Brown comp. Remember a few years ago with Elijah Moore? Who did I comp Elijah Moore to? I don't remember. Antonio Brown. <laughs> um, which people thought was preposterous, but now it's okay to do it with Zay Flowers. So, I mean, fair enough. He's amazing. No, I just anywhere but Baltimore, please. Or or New England, I think I'd be okay with that. But better than Baltimore, still not not great, Bob. But Ooh. there's little standing in his way. I mean, with Juju's their top pass catcher right now. I mean, they, it could be worse. I just don't see the sweeping changes occurring in the Baltimore Ravens organization. And <laughs> by the way, speaking of New England a bit here, going off topic, I actually I I have Mac Jones in a couple spots. And last year when he's getting replaced by Bailey Zappi, I was like, fuck, this is not good for me long-term. I actually think him getting reunited with Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. I I think he's going to be pretty good this year. I'm not making any crazy prediction QB, <laughs> QB, uh, you know, two overall or something nuts right behind Mahomes. But I think he works well with O'Brien. I think O'Brien would not have taken this job if he thought Mac Jones was a fucking complete bum bust pile of garbage. I, I think it's a good combo together. And I, I'm looking for a bounce back from Mac Jones who had a nice rookie year a couple years ago. I don't disagree. Um, it couldn't have been any worse than the Matt Patricia Correct. led offense. Yeah. It has, it can only go up. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, he had success with Bill O'Brien and listen, Mike Gesicki went there to get reunited with Bill O'Brien. Like, Guys like Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, hated him as the GM, rightfully so. But he can certainly coordinate an offense. I, I think better days are ahead for the Patriots' offense this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sneakily optimistic about all my Mac Jones shares. I've even tried to trade for him in a couple spots, trying to trade Lamar Jackson for him as the two quarterback pieces. And Yeah, see, I'm not going to go that far because he – he just doesn't bring the well, rush. Not straight up, up obviously. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying I'm not trying to acquire Mac Jones. I didn't think by any means you were just trying to get out, <laughs> yeah. get out from that that fiery <laughs> Lamar Jackson bus, you know. But I just don't think Mac Jones Mac Jones is will like forever be outside the top twenty quarterbacks, like even in a good year. You know, so even in a in a super flex two tight end, two quarterback league, he's still just replacement level for me. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Like I said, I think he's going to be flirting with that top ten anytime soon. No, but I think he's good old reliable QB too. And yeah, yeah. People tend to overlook that position. Give you know, give me 
fucking terrible Derek Carr every year is my QB too. But uh, any any uh, before we get out of here, any wild predictions? Anybody you think you know has a <laughs> Aaron Rodgers esque draft fall or somebody who jumps up quite a bit or think anything weird happens? You know, we talked about the math already here about there's only so many spots there, there can't be X amount of wide receivers going just by virtue of only 31 spots there. Think there's any weird position runs or a, a lack of position runs, anything you uh, think might happen. We want to make any crazy predictions here. Um, I like crazy predictions. I, I don't think the first round is going to shock us that much. I mean, where some of these quarterbacks land may, but I do think four of them go uh, in the top half uh, of the first round. So they, 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 get significant draft capital. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of offense and defensive linemen taken in the first round um, and D-back, so that's not that entertaining from a fantasy perspective. Day two, like I said, I think we're going to get a run of tight ends um, in round two. Um, so, you know, I think five tight ends are going to be off the board, maybe six by the end of round two, not day two. Um a lot of running backs, I think, are going to fall into that round three category. I think we might only get Charbonnet and Gibbs in round two, so we might only have three off the board. Maybe Devin Achain, you know, because of his you know explosive and you knowness and return capabilities, gets into round two. But I still think he's a day two pick. Yeah, let's make this crazy prediction for both of us. How many day two running backs do you think go? Um, six. I'm going to go seven. I was thinking seven because I just named three <laughs> going in round three. So more going round during round two. I mean, going round three. So I think I'm there with you. So we'll see. I think they- A-Chain goes. I think Spears goes. You mentioned Charbonnet, Gibbs. Uh, so I think those four are locked in. I think Evans probably squeezes in there. So that's five. And I, off the top of my head, I can't Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson could be in. Yeah, there. I mean, even a Tank Bigsby. There's a supposedly like the NFL loves Tank Bigsby, which they should. He played on a shitty Auburn team, and I'd let him kind of fall off my radar because you know some of these other guys in their testing. But I, I like Tank Bigsby a lot, and I can see him going round three as well. That that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, but beyond that, I mean, I'm I'm not going to make any crazy predictions about defensive players and things like that. I mean, what do I know uh, about that? But I don't think this is a stellar wide receiver class. That's why I took the under on the first round. I think it'll be a little disappointing in day two uh, as far as receivers. I think think a fair amount will go because of the thirst in the NFL. But I will tell you, I won't be drafting a single wide receiver in Dynasty that goes beyond round three of this draft. That's, That's the new rule. It's the wide receiver cutoff. Don't matter how much I like them. The NFL lets them fall into day three. I'm done with them. I will bump up a round two, round three guy that I didn't have as high in a in a heartbeat over a guy that I, I fell in love with that the NFL didn't. There, there's – I don't disagree with the concept. There's just some some landing spots I think would nope. Nope. change my mind personally. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, that's to, to each their own. Um, the only prediction I have, I think we see four quarterbacks in the top six. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm there with you on that. Kayshawn booty. Does he get drafted? Oh, drafted for sure. Does he get drafted in day two or day three? I think he is, uh, day three now. I think he's like a, like a later day three guy. Someone's just going to like say, fuck it. You know, at this point it's worth the risk, but 
That dude has cost himself millions of dollars throughout this process. <laughs> well, I mean, here's a, a we've been this has been brought up in, in some DMs recently by me. Could he have an Amon Ra type of shit draft lands in a team and ends up because I don't I still don't think the guy stinks. I I, I get I get the concerns. <laughs> and I have priced that into my rankings and should probably even have him lower. But I mean, uh, yeah, listen, it, I mean, if we keep trying to look for outliers, right. I mean, with like an Amon Ross St. Brown, who neither of us were really big on coming out. I mean, and then the NFL wasn't either. He was a fourth round draft no. um, who hit cause he landed in a plum spot, you know, of a do you know he's like a top two dynasty pick by the way? He's top, yes. top two rounds. I would, I would love to have him so I could sell him. In Fuck yes. So many places. Cause I still just, they, they draft Jamison Williams and now they're bringing in David Montgomery and they're probably going to hit another wide receiver. Like I, I just think we've seen peak. I'm um, Ross St. Brown and I'll still admit I was wrong. I mean, he's productive. I just, I don't think that will persist. I don't know that he will be the target earner that he has been thus far. Once they I get agree. the team on the field that they want, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. around as soon as everybody stops gambling in the locker room, yeah, come on, Jameson, dummy, just Fuck wait till you get home. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, like you don't have enough time on your hands. Well, actually, that's probably his fucking problem. He had too much time on his hands. Sitting around, yeah. I mean, sitting around rehabbing on his cell phone. Like, <laughs> shit. I'm just, oh, I can make a bet here. Thousand on Bama. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's absolutely one hundred percent what happened, right? There's no yeah. way. Yeah. Sitting in that fucking. And he's that, looking around that, like, what? I didn't. I didn't bet on the Lions. <laughs> he's sitting in that tub of ice. Yeah. Just scrolling FanDuel. Yeah. Just, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. Solid odds here. What's stupider, the good player doing it or the bad players doing it? Like, the bad players probably go, fuck it. I got nothing to lose. I stink, right? Well, listen. But then then your career is done. Whereas the good player, it's got to hurt you more (laughs) because you're missing time in your prime to fuck you on your second contract. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's just stupidity and then there's stupidity, right? I mean, this this guy at least knew well enough not to bet on NFL games, but he didn't read what I'm sure has been shoved in his face 500 times oh, yeah. enough that it said, oh, oh, and I can't bet on college while I'm literally just in the facility. Like, that's the only restriction. I can't be on team property. Outside of that, it's totally fine. And he couldn't adhere to that. There's, you I mean... You you can't rely on that to change ever. I don't know. Can't fix stupid. How they know? Ah, uh, it's yeah. You know, there's you know, GPS data and all. I'm sure that they have to certain. There's tracking and all that. The NFL probably makes them sign something where they can ping and see where their phones are. And I think they yeah. Are, I mean, they I, have I, agreements I, with the, all these Fanduel and all these bets. Well, sites. that's true. Yeah, if you if you're if you're betting with one of the NFL partner sites, I'm sure that's worked into that fucking contract. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's probably so easy. <laughs> there's, there's just should know better. I wonder if the parking lot counts. Like if you get out of practice and you want to run, make a bet, or you have to like literally be out on the 
Listen, I'm sure it's clearly laid out in the CBA. Yeah, true story. Yeah, there's no mystery here. Like if if that was your thought, some idiot player rep has brought it up to like is is the parking lot is is that is that what is what they're in their car. So that's that's their car, not your car. They're like just drive off, just get out of the parking lot and then you can do whatever you want. Get the fuck away from anything that says lion. If you yeah. see Honolulu blue, don't place your wager. Yeah, if you're inside the fence, how about that? Dummy. <laughs> that's the property okay dude i i, I cannot I, the, the image of him sitting in like the ice tub just like you said fucking pounding alabama is so funny oh yeah just hitting overs yeah oh, idiot yeah. yeah what's wrong with that oh that's a perfect end to this so <laughs> <laughs> so that will do it for us uh draft coming up enjoy it uh get ready for your dynasty drafts some of which you know some people start uh i think uh, sunday. I'm, not, I'm in a couple to start sunday i think scott if i'm not mistaken is our, our buddy scott connor i think is in a couple leagues that start mid-draft saturday which I, is I'm even for it i still want an advantage if i can get it oh okay. me and you but talk about right. this all the time yeah yeah there's still at that, at those guys, other than running backs, I don't give a shit about them. So yeah, I want to be as early change. as possible. But. Yeah, I, I, I am pro not across the board, but I'm pro pre NFL draft here and there. Well, we started uh, the show talking about when people are drafting, and and this is a bit unusual for me. I used to always have a league that started Sunday or Monday. I don't this year. I don't think I have any for the first week, and then I also don't have any late ones. I used to always have a couple in June and July, and I don't. Pretty much everything starts uh, the week after the draft through, I think the latest scheduled one is June 1st. I do have one that's not scheduled yet that goes a little later, but, yeah, I, I kind of have it all packed in this first month, so I'm going to be super <laughs> super bored in summer this year. But well, Listen, you might have to check a few because we are in a fair amount of leagues together at this point, and I have a significant amount of drafts. The, the ones fun. on Flea Flicker aren't scheduled yet. Well, yeah, but they're, they're, that's for a reason. But you also don't go into the group me at all. That That is definitely starting the week of, like after the draft. Oh, Both okay. of them. Shit. Um, <laughs> I don't recall exactly when, but you might want to dip your toe back into check those the, chats. Check the chat. Well, that'll do it for us. Yeah, like I said, hopefully you're going to enjoy this NFL draft, get you ready for dynasty season, uh, rookie draft Season is uh, many people's favorite time of the year. But for myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out of the ice tub. When Carolina made that fucking trade, and then immediately they were like, you know, but the, the pick is still available if somebody wants to come get it. It's like... Hey, yeah, dude, that's that's, uh, that's like Dynasty John. That's Dynasty 101, buddy, right? Someone trades for the 101 and immediately is like, 101's on the block. Uh, <laughs> quarterbacks were good. Like if Bijan and let's say Trevor Lawrence were in the same draft, I think you're absolutely correct. I don't know if any of these guys are sure. Yeah, I mean, that's concerned. If Bryce Young was as big as CJ Stroud. There you go. 
Yeah, I mean, that's because that's literally the only concern with Bryce Young is his size, right? Richardson's projection. Shroud is, who knows? I mean, everyone's trying to slander that kid right now. And then there's the the banana-eating mayo man, Will Levis himself, that is just a total enigma. I mean, he could either be a fucking revelation. I think he is the favorite to be number two, two now. Which leads me to believe that the Texans aren't picking it, too. I don't think they're drafting him. I think they're taking, well, we'll get into it, but I think they're yeah. taking Will Anderson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think they're trading out if somehow that ends up holding true that Levis goes second overall. It will not be to the Houston Texans, in my opinion. It'll be like to the Raiders or the Colts will trade up from, what, four to two? It's because they've been linked to him a ton. Who knows? It is, you know, you you look at like the people that do the NFL mocks and they do this for fucking months and then it comes time for the draft and their whole thing is blown up by the third pick. (laughs) It's like we're three picks in and your whole, your, your fucking, you know, four months of work is literally flushed down the toilet, but no one gives a shit because it's just all fun you know people just like to make predictions and be nuts but it is crazy how why you know if you hit if you hit 10 of the first 30 picks you're you're a fucking savant you know what i mean dude they're they're sports weathermen that's what they are it's even worse you just gotta just gotta be right enough that people don't call you out on your shit. You don't even have you no i i will i will even say you are incorrect (laughs) you don't even have to be Right, period. I was going to say, that being said, John, we're going to fucking nail this today. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> 31 out of 31. Thanks to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess your odds have improved a little this year. Unless you're, unless you're uh, you know, keyed in with the Dolphins brass and you know where they were going to go. How pissed would you be if you're like Mike McDaniels? Because like he had nothing to do with this. It, I mean, it happens all the time, right? And I mean, it happens typically. All the time. Typically, that's how it works. Well, the only guy I could think of that ever had to eat his own shit sandwich was Belichick. It's going to negatively impact them. Stupid Stephen Ross. What was it for? For fucking tampering with Brady. Oh, it was for Brady. I thought it was something to do with uh, the coach that left. Nah, they don't care about that. They're just gonna that, that's just that that'll that'll have financial implications. So now now I'm thinking we mentioned Belichick. Now I'm thinking, how many draft picks have been lost tied to something with Tom Brady now? Three. <laughs> I think it's three. I mean he's. It's been in the league the longest, so the likelihood wow, good goes point. up as well. But, yeah, I mean, he's a six degrees of, of Tom Brady. Got his finger in a lot of pots. <laughs> Damn right he does. Wow. More ways than one. <laughs> not, not cheating, not trying, right? Guy's a professional bowler. <laughs> That's a good 